Can Jim Rutherford even spell grit? <laughs> because what he's getting is shit. <laughs> Welcome back to Where's My Stick for our special trade deadline recap episode. I'm Kelsey. I'm Danielle. <laughs> and we have a lot to get through today, um, but before we hop into the trades that actually happened on Monday, I thought that we would start with a few pre-deadline trades that we haven't had a chance to talk about since we recorded last, and I think we should just rip off the band-aid and start with Carl Haglin going to Washington in exchange for a 2019 third-round pick and 2020 conditional sixth-round pick. What do we think? I hate it. We're paying him to play for them. It's not even that we're paying them or paying him. Like, he, he, I don't want him to be a capital. Like, that's not yeah. how this works. Like, he's ours. Even if he was in L.A., even if he goes wherever, like, Carl Hagelin is our player. Like, it just hurts because he's a part of the core that won the back-to-back. And he was a major contributor. And I'm just mad that Washington got him. Like, how dare you? And then he doesn't even look good in red. Like, no. like his jersey, like, he doesn't look good in it. And he just looks weird on the bench. Like, yeah. I just don't like it. I don't like seeing Burakovsky, like, give him a hug. Like, I don't like to see him in Ovi. I don't like that. I Like, what if they're being mean to him? Him and Nikki, like, are they even close Swedish friends? Like, I've never seen Nikki hang out with Haglin and Horny. And it's just... I just, what if they're being mean to him? Like, I don't trust the Capitals. You know what it reminds me of? Like, when you have two schools that are rivals, but they're in, like, different neighborhoods, and then someone, like, the star player, well, he's not a star player, but, like, a really important player moves, and then he has to join that team, and then he's just, like, <laughs> sad about yeah. it. Like, it's so weird. I don't like it. I don't like yeah. it at all. Yeah, and I also don't like it because that's, like, a good pickup for the Capitals. Yeah. Is it? I haven't been able to keep up with them as much as I would have liked, so I don't know that they were lacking someone. Well, their penalty kill was lacking, and it's it's not even like they need depth scoring, but it's just like Haglin, they're putting them so far on their their fourth line, and that just Haglin's speed creates so much chaos for teams. Mm-hmm. So yeah. to, to have Carl Haglin on your fourth line, like, that's a not that. Yeah, that's a luxury. And, you know, yeah. they... I, it's just, and like, he's not going to score, but he's going to definitely run them ragged, like any other yeah. team that faces him. So I just, that is disgusting. Like, I hate, hate it. it. Yeah. Oh. Honestly, how dare they? Yeah, really. But also, like, good for Hagman, I guess, to get out of the Kings. I mean, I mean, like, is this selfish, what I'm about to say? Yes, but I would rather... I would rather Haglin suffer all the Kings to go to the Capitals. No. Yes, I know. I know he's your favorite. He's one of your favorite players. I'm sorry. I don't, I don't want him to, like, all right, when I say suffer, I just mean not get into the playoffs. But, like, we're suffering because we might not get into the playoffs. So even though you're not with us, you're with us. Right. Go through our same plight and suffering. And he's in the same time zone as Hornquist again, so maybe they can talk on the phone. Oh. Yeah, they, but they were really? talking on the phone before. I know, I know. How many more times did he play the Caps? One. Oh, thank God. Yeah. I went to the all three games, and I know this one. I'm like, oh, oh my God. God. <laughs> Moving on, um, of course, we had Matthew Shane going to Columbus along with Julius, Julius, Julius Bergman 
Um, and the senators received forwards Vitaly Abramov, uh, Jonathan Davidson, and 2019 or 2020 first-round picks, as well as a conditional first-round pick some other time. I don't know. They are Columbus's first-round pick? Yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't realize that. I'm disappointed because he'll do well there. Yeah, I think he already has, like, two points, and, like, he's played in, like, two games. Yeah, I think it's a really good look on Columbus, and just solidifies the fact that they're going for it. They want oh gosh, they want to win that playoff round. And just like if you have Duchesne as your first line center and then you have Dubois as the second line, that's a really good one-two punch. And I think that was like their main problem, their forward depth. So this is nice for them. And hopefully he plays on their power play. Yeah, Duchesne's like a really good player and he's just really... He's just, he's just really nice, and he's really honest and upfront about what he wants and what he's hoping to do. Like, he just wants to be in the playoffs, poor thing. <laughs> I have the pick, like, the explanation of the picks, if you want me okay. to say. Oh, okay. Okay, so it's a 2019 conditional first-round pick, or Columbus's first-round pick, and the condition is if it's a top-three pick, then the Senators will receive the 2020 first-round top-three protected, and then they have 2020 conditional first-round pick, and the 2020 condition is if Duchesne resigns with the Blue Jackets, Ottawa will receive the Columbus's 2020 first round pick. If the 2019 pick moves to 2020 as a result of the lottery and Duchesne signs with Columbus, the 2020 conditional pick will then be moved to 2021. If Duchesne does not resign with Columbus, no pick is exchanged. I think my favorite thing about the trade deadline this year is how many people are protecting their first round picks and like how like every pick is conditional because they're just like we are we will not make the same mistake that Ottawa made. But I like this trade for Columbus. It just makes Columbus a little bit it makes them better. Columbus also picked up um, Ryan Zingle and a 2019 seventh round draft pick in return for Anthony Duclair, a 2020 second round draft pick, and a 2021 second round draft pick. Know that much about Ryan Zingle, right? But like he's good. Like he was one of their top three players, so I'm yeah. gonna assume he's good. He's like a good young player. He's like, well, he's not young, but he's like around 25, 26. I think 26, mm-hmm. and. Um, they were saying that he could be, like, a good part of the core, the new young core. But, mm-hmm. I mean, he's, mm-hmm. like, heading into his prime now, I guess, as a forward. Or maybe coming out of his prime. I forget when forwards' primes are, but, yeah. He's, like, a good – he's, like, a pretty good pick or a good player. He certainly doesn't make them any worse. Yeah. Um, yeah. Getting rid of Jean Claire, though, that's a personal offense against me, but – Making him, making him go to the Sens. But he was in um, Torello's doghouse for a while, so I guess it makes sense. And I don't know. Like, Columbus made, like, pretty good trades for people that are going for it. And I think they realize that they are for sure going for it. And if it doesn't work out, they'll just deal with the ramifications later. problem for future (laughs) try yeah (laughs) for future columbus um and then the final pre-deadline trade that we have is zuccarello to dallas i hate it (laughs) i hate it so much like 
And the fact that he got hurt, like, his first, like, his first game with Dallas after he got, like, two points. And the, first he got two points, and I was just like, okay, cool. Like, this will be fine. At least he'll play well. But then he got hurt, and I was just like, <sighs> never mind. And they didn't really get that much for him for a player that can be that impactful. Like, they only got they got two conditional picks. And I feel like they could have gotten more. And I feel like it's not worth it. And it kind of sucks for Dallas because now he's injured. Can he just... Now that he's injured, can he just go back to New York right, and like, be with his friends? Right. And... <laughs> That's what I want. I'm like, Lundqvist was so sad. Like, it was literally the worst day. I was just like, I cannot deal with this. Oh, the actual trade deadline day got off to a pretty crazy start. Just a few minutes after midnight, um, Nyquist was traded from the Red Wings to the Sharks. Gustav Nyquist. Um, in return for a 2019 second round pick and a 2020 conditional third round pick. The part of me that supports San Jose really likes this. I think that um, Nyquist is a good pickup for them. Yeah, I thought I thought it was good. I saw a couple of Red Wings fans wanted, I think they wanted the Red Wings to get more for him, but um, he's a UFA or RFA right at the end of this year. So I think she realized that they're rebuilding but i do like the trade for san jose like he should be like a good bottom six guy i would have preferred the the third round pick to be in 2019 um and then early in the day as well um the blue jackets received keith kincaid from the devils in return for a 2025th round pick wow i hate it i hate it (laughs) noted penguins killer keith kincaid I'm surprised he's not playing tonight. Yeah. yeah, like, they obviously don't know that he's a Penguins killer yet. This makes so much sense that Columbus would obviously target someone that only plays good when he's playing against the Penguins. That's what I was thinking. Like, I didn't want to get conspiracy theory about it. I didn't want to think everything's about the Penguins. But I'm like, they did this just to, like, mind game us. Yeah, I immediately went there. <laughs> No, I hate, I hate this. I hate every single thing that Columbus did. But I thought that, like, a part of me, because it was, like, earlier in the day, I thought, like, oh, my gosh, does this mean they're, like, going to move Bobrovsky? But they didn't. Because I know they let the backup play a couple times. And so if you have that and Keith Kincaid, I mean, if you're just trying to get past the Penguins, you already already did it. I'm hoping that Kincaid lost whatever power he has over the Penguins when he left New Jersey. So hopefully it's not the same. Like, Like, as soon as he ends all that Taylor Hall influence just goes away. Is yeah. is anyone like surprised it was a 2022 fifth round pick? Like when is that? Like we all could be <laughs> yeah. dead by then. Like what? Just, so to me, it's kind of like enough. It's nothing. Like because yeah. fifth round picks are like, I mean, they work out, but like how rarely do do they work out? And then it's like, I don't know. Is this what what the person they're gonna pick? Are they like what 14 right now? Like, I don't know. It's oh my so gosh. Far like, I doubt that Kincaid's even going to be playing with Columbus then. Damn. I kind of felt like dude, the Devils could get more for him, but... He's having a bad season this year. Except true. for Columbus. I mean, that's true. But he is, like, a proven backup. All right. Um, next up, Kevin Hayes was traded from the Rangers to the Winnipeg Jets in return for Brendan Lemieux. 
2019 first round pick and a 2022 conditional fourth round pick. So when I was talking about like teams protecting their first round picks, I was talking about Winnipeg and that like um, <laughs> Shuttle Dayoff was like, if if it so happens to be a first round, like a top three pick, then the Rangers don't get it. And I was just like, you guys are making the playoffs. Why are you doing this? But for the Rangers, I feel like they didn't have to trade Kevin Hayes, but they're getting rid of basically everyone that's not Zabinadad, Shea, and Lundquist, I guess. For the Jets, he was one of the guys that I kind of wanted them to get because he's a pass-first kind of guy, and he like he's very like an unselfish player. And I feel like one of the reasons why Brian Little and Patrick Laine don't work as much is because Brian Little... He was a shoot-first kind of guy before Line A came along. And, like, he, he was used to playing with Blake Wheeler, and Blake Wheeler is a pass-first kind of guy, and he would give Little the puck, and then Little would shoot. But he can't do that with Line A because Line A likes to shoot. So maybe that's why they're not very compatible. But with um, Kevin Hayes, he is a pass-first kind of guy. So line a and if he plays with Ehlers, like they'll have they'll be able to get line a the puck and then like things will work out and i'm just really excited about kevin hayes playing on the on the jets and i hope it works out and brendan Lemieux, i'm happy brendan Lemieux is not on the team like i did not like him and he just like the jets already have trouble with staying out of the penalty box and he made it worse so i'm glad he's gone i don't know Maybe the Rangers can deal with that. <laughs> I like this trade a lot. This trade was like the first trade I was actually like happy about. Cause I do like, I, I don't like Kevin Hayes, but I do like Kevin Hayes for Winnipeg. Cause from what I've seen with Kevin Hayes, he's like, he's like big and he's fast and he is a good forward. And I did hear that he was like, he's a playmaker, which I think is good for line A. I just don't see, I mean, the first round pick I get for the Rangers, but I don't understand what, why you would get, Brendan Lemieux and so that's that's kind of confusing for me but I think it's a really good trade for Winnipeg I I I'm excited to see how Hayes and Lion A and if it's if it's Ehlers or Connor whoever is that third that third person on that line I'm excited to see I'm just happy Lion is getting like a better center they had Kevin Hayes playing with Ehlers and Perot and Lion A still on the first line but I don't think I feel like that wouldn't last long. And just, I don't know where they put Brian Little. I just saw the second line and, like, stopped looking at the rest. <laughs> but <laughs> I feel like they have, like, a good forward course, and they just need to, like, configure it. And, like, they're, like, halfway there. And Kevin Hayes, like, it should be good. They just needed that 2C to, like, slot yeah. everybody else where they need to be. Because I feel like, obviously, they have their 1C, mm -hmm. they have their 4C, Brian Little slots in good as a three C. The defense is still a little like the defense is still, like so fucking suspect. It's, but like I'm hoping that when so Big suspect. Buff is like rested, and then he can just put this team like on his back, and then when he He's gets a little out. tired, like I don't know, like when he comes back, like in the playoffs, and then Wheeler can help l lift the load, and then obviously Shife, like ugh, so many good. Yeah. So next up, Jordan Wheel um, was traded to the Canadians, um, and Michael Chaput was um, traded to the Coyotes. Okay, I have a lot to say because the Yotes, like, the only good thing about the Yotes are Chucky and who's the guy they call Daddy? 
Jason. Demers. Demers. That those are the only two people on the Yotes that are good. Like, I don't trust the Yotes. Who? Oliver Ekman Larson. He's good. No, I never said that he's good. I said that I trust. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Like... The only people that I trust, like they're not like I don't trust the Yotes at all. Like, why would you tr- like why would you trade Jordan Wheel? Jordan Wheel is such a sweetheart. He's he used to be a flyer. He's so sweet. He deserves the absolute world. Like he just needs someone to give them give him a chance. He's like a good bottom six person. Like he's not gonna he's like all right, he's like Dominic Simone. Like he's not gonna score all the time, but he's making plays and he's like always fighting for the puck and he like he's just good like he just needs better players around him to like help like propel him to be better great i just he's going to montreal like oh like i hate i i don't hate montreal but i just don't like montreal this hurts me so bad i don't even know who michael chapat is or chapu i don't even know it doesn't it doesn't even matter like jordan wheels in montreal i'm hurt this hurts when did the Flyers trade him? Because I remember him being on the Flyers. Yeah, they traded him, like, right after Hackstall was, like, around the time that, like, Hackstall was fired. And then the new uh, GM came, and, like, he moved Jordan Wheel. That Jordan Wheel was, like, the first person that he moved. So he got lost in the sauce a little bit. Yeah, because, yeah, like, Jordan Wheel was really, like, a, a Hackstall person. Like, Hackstall really liked him in L.A., so then he traded to get him. And, like, um... Like, so his first, he was in the AHL, then his first season in the NHL, he was played with Claude Giroux, and, like, I mean, Claude Giroux makes anybody better, and so Wheel was really, like, vibing off of him and, like, scored a ton. So then they had him come straight up from, uh, he only played in the NHL the next year, and then he didn't, he wasn't playing with Giroux like that, because then Giroux got moved to Couturier's line, and then Giroux and Couturier were just, like, one on fire. And so then this year, he was on the bottom six, and they we didn't have a bottom, uh, we didn't have a two C, and like he- Hexy really wanted Jordan Wheel to be the two C, um, or really they, yeah the three C. I'm sorry the three C because Nolan Patrick is supposed to be the two C, and then um, he didn't win that battle, and then Hackstall really just wanted the fourth line center to be like a big grinding center. Like he just wanted the fourth line to be grinding. And so wheel is very small and fast. So he doesn't, he didn't fit that idea. So that's why Yuri Laterra was the four C and Jordan wheel got scratched a lot. And it was, it, it just, by that, by the time that all the changes were made, Jordan kind of just fell through the cracks. Aww. But you know where he didn't fall through the cracks in my heart. I always, Ooh. I still love him. All right. And then um, the next trade I thought was really interesting. Um, so Thomas Yurko was traded from the Panthers to the Hurricanes for Cliff Pooh. So he was sent to the ECHL with the Hurricanes. So I'm happy that he's not with the Hurricanes anymore. I'm just surprised that the Panthers would want him. Like Cliff Pooh, he was like a high-ish draft pick. Let me, let me find him. Nah. Yeah, I thought he was like a pretty highly touted. He was like so t- but you know what? He is the fourth. Uh, yeah, he was drafted in the third round, 69th overall in the 2016 draft. Let's see. Okay, so he when he was with Florida, he was with the Checkers for 44 games. He had one goal and five assists for six points. He was a plus four. And then he played for the Springfield Thunderbirds. 
But then he got just sent to the Florida Everblades, which is the ECHL team for, I'm guessing, the Panthers. And in five games, he has two goals, three assists for five points. Florida Everblades is an extremely good (laughs) It is. Next up, we have Derek Brassard, who was traded from the Panthers to the Avalanche, along with a conditional 2026 round pick um, in exchange for a 2023rd round pick. I have a lot. Say it. Okay, Derek Broussard is worth more than a third round pick. Let's start off. I feel like and then they have the, no, but and then they have the nerve to like give a pick with Derek Broussard. Like no, 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 no. The Avs needed to give the Panthers like a second and a third. All right, a second and a fourth. Also, I'm like so sad it's to the Avs. Like, so does this mean I have to unblock the Avs so that I can see what Derek scores? I, I was thinking the same thing. thing. I, I think have. I should just like download the score and get like track Derek Broussard and still keep the abs muted I mean he already like he's putting up points with the abs so like that's good for him but for me personally I hate it like I yeah. don't for me I knew he was gonna go to a team I don't like he's just like a good he's just, like good sweet guy who didn't get a fair shake in Pittsburgh and you know what the penguins are awful and maybe that's leaked over to Derek and he doesn't deserve it but I'll tell you what the abs don't deserve him no they don't and that's the tea. Um, so next up, Adam McQuaid was traded from the Rangers to Columbus. Um, and the Rangers received Julius Bergman, whose name I mispronounced earlier because their Blue Jackets had just received him. Um, a 2019 fourth round pick and a 2019 seventh round pick. I don't know who... Oh, wait. I was supposed to be like, I don't know who any of these people are, but I do know who Adam McQuaid is. Um, he's yeah. not very good, but he's like big. Based on the teams that he played and ha- and currently plays for, I hate him. So he can choke. Julius Bergman can choke. That 2019 fourth round pick and the 2019 seventh round pick can choke. And Cam Atkinson can choke. Okay. All of them can choke. <laughs> no. Oscar Fansenberg was traded from the Kings to the Flames for a conditional 2020 fourth round pick. Ooh. I don't know who that it is. Me neither. Maybe just depth defense. Mm. I don't remember. Calgary's defense is good, right? They have well, like they have two Giordano. good pairs. They have two good pairings, right? Yes. Uh, yeah. Okay. There's maybe no, he's just like yeah. a depth, a depth forward or a depth defenseman. And then somewhat interesting, um, Michael or Mikael Grenland was traded from the Wild to the Predators for Kevin Fiala, which I thought was interesting. I thought Fiala was, like, settled in Nashville, but he's in Minnesota now. Happy birthday, Mikael. You're traded. Yeah, happy birthday. <laughs> you have a baby. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's gonna, like, make the playoffs. Like, who? Like, to a team that's gonna, like, make the playoffs and is doing way better than the team that he was on. This is a great pickup for the Predators uh, because mm-hmm. Mikel is, like, in his prime right now. And um, he's going to be, like, he fits in with the core of Nashville at, like, the timeline. Does that make sense? Like, he, yeah. like, as they're, like, going for it right now, like, Mikel is, like, in that his prime as a forward. Whereas Kevin Fiala, like, he's pretty young and... Fiala didn't really get hurt two years ago. He thinks that he might have been further in his progression as like a top six forward. But um, for this to be a one for one, it's kind of a little bit lopsided towards the Preds. But 
I mean, I feel like every trade the Wild has done has been lopsided for the other teams. This is a really good pickup for them. Yeah. Not a fan. Do you think that this will push Nashville? Like, okay, no. Do you think that Mikel will push Ryan Johansson off the top line? No, I don't think so because they're, like, comfortable with him being there. So I think it'll push um, him to the second line. So then where is Kyle Turris going to go? I mean, you could have him on the third line, and then you could have Benino as your fourth line center. For everybody. I don't know. But Kyle Turris hasn't been good for them. Yeah. Which is, like, what what they deserve. Oh, yeah, weird. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I was, like, like, kind of, like, ready to trash Nashville, so... But yeah, you can't trash Nashville anymore, Daniel. I like am bitter about it. So yeah, we're gonna skip oh. ahead one because it's on topic. Uh, Wayne Simmons was traded from the Philadelphia Flyers to the Nashville Predators in exchange for Ryan Hartman and a conditional 2020. Like I don't even think I like every time I think about it, I tear up. I can't believe Wayne Simmons is a flyer. And stupid me, because, like, we got, like, 30 minutes into the, like, before the trade deadline was over, and I thought maybe they just keep him because all morning we heard that the return for Wayne Simmons was a first-round pick and a top prospect. And all the teams were like, this is too much, this is too much. And, like, I thought maybe Wayne would stay. And then he fucking goes to Nashville, which I hated. I do not want him in Nashville. And then, like, it hasn't even been 24 hours, and they already, like, made his jersey and, like, he, like, earlier today, he had to go see his, the teammates. He, like, met him there. He looked, he didn't look comfortable. And, like, all the team, like, it's, I'm so upset. I'm so upset about Wayne Simmons. But, like, I'm more angry at the Flyers GM because, first of all, Ryan Hartman and a conditional 24th round pick is nothing like a first round pick and a top prospect. We have forward, so why you get Ryan Hartman doesn't make any sense. Uh, like, all right, the Flyers aren't going for it, so you really don't need to get a forward back in this deal. And then a conditional 2024th round pick? Like, what is that? Like, I mean, all right, the Flyers have had prospects that hit in, in like, the fifth and fourth round. Like, oh, yeah, but, I mean, I don't even know if the the scouting staff is the same with Hextall not being there. And so, I don't know. This is just... To me, it's not that good of a trade, but whatever. It already happened, so. I think that Wayne Simmons to Nashville helps them because their power play sucked. And then with Wayne Simmons, you know, he's the power play specialist. So. Uh, I wonder if it's, like, doing right by um, Wayne Simmons and getting him on a team that can contend right now. And I think, I do think that he will help out their power play since it, I didn't realize how bad it was, but. Yeah, they've all, their power play is always. Played, it's like last in the league. Yeah. Their power play is historically always bad. Like, yeah, but Lavia lets a good coach, so I'm not getting that. Like, I don't get why it's so bad, but yeah, it's terrible. 
I mean, I think that, like, coaches can be good, but they can be good at certain things. Like, he might be good at in-game, like, during the game, but coaching a power play, especially when you don't have quality forwards, like, Nashville has always been about their defense. And it's like, if you're not going to put three defensemen out there, then, <laughs> I mean, like, you know, like, and then, like, when you have so many good defensemen, but their defensemen obviously take good points point shots like then you're only getting shots in from the point which teams can barricade in front of the net and stop that you know if you're not getting great eight chances mm-hmm. so Wade Simmons definitely helps because he's a net for a presence that forces his way into the into the crease and can he's really good at banging in point shots so I mean I don't know like it's good for them but also like fuck I'm so upset this really hurts I was reading that Simmons might be interested in coming back to Flyers in the offseason, though. I hope he does. Like, I but they won't do it. They won't do it because they're cowards. Because like you didn't if okay. So go Wade Simmons going to a cup contender like that's not he didn't care. He wanted to stay with the core. Like he's been here for eight years. He didn't care. Like it's not like his life is over. And he's just turned like what thirty. So he has a couple more years. Like. He probably wanted to stay out the rest of the year with the guys. Like, I don't know. And, like, I don't know. To me, Nashville doesn't scare me. But, so, I don't know. You're just, they're just going to run into, if they even, if they beat Winnipeg, they're just going to run into Tampa. <laughs> so, I don't know. Whoever's, it could be stopped by whoever's in the Pacific. Or... I don't know. I don't trust. I mean, them. what the, the the knights, like the golden knights, maybe. And like PK, I've always wanted. Wait, like shut up! I'm so angry. Like, don't try to oh, act like you're it, happy. I thought it was cute. I mean, I don't know. I have a lot of feelings about that, but I won't talk about it. Feel like, oh wait. Alright, um, considered the biggest move of the day, the Golden Knights received Mark Stone from the Senators in return for Eric Branstrom, Oscar Lindbergh, and a 2020 second round pick. Not even a first round pick. Yeah. They didn't oh, get a first round pick for Mark Stone. And then Vegas signed him. Yes. Like immediately. Vegas like is not playing around. No, like, remember not. how like good they drafted, and then we were all like, "Oh wow, they're gonna be good soon." They got all tons of really good young players. Yeah. Now, ever since they went to the Cup, they've been trading away picks, trading away players. They are in win now mode, and I just think that's crazy. Do you think that's smart though? Because I mean, I mean, they are locking down a lot of these guys for a time, so I guess they'll be contenders for a few years. But I mean. The way that they're just like handing out picks right, makes me kind of nervous. <laughs> I know. I don't. I have no idea. I... But then they had like so many of everyone else's picks, so like maybe it's not even theirs. Let me see. Yeah. Let me see what Vegas has because. Oh, okay. So for 2019, they have their first, they have their second, they have three third round picks, they have a fourth round, and they have three fifth round picks. In 2020, if they have their first round pick. They have two seconds, so I'm guess I'm assuming they only have one second since they traded a second to the Senators. Then they have a third, a fourth, a fifth, a sixth, and a seventh. So actually, they 
The only picks that they have traded away are their seventh and sixth round picks of this year and their third round pick of 2021 and their second of 2020. So, I mean, technically, they haven't traded around, traded away that many picks, but yeah, maybe they're just trading, I don't know, no, it wouldn't have told me if they traded away other picks. Yeah, I don't know. But let's see. Who do they have signed for long? So, Patchers, no? Yeah, they have Paul Stasny, they have Riley Smith, they have Jonathan Marshall, Max Pacioretty, they have Cody Eakin for a couple years, Ryan Reeves for a couple years, Alex Tuck is signed. Oh, he's starting for a while. Oh, he's 22. Yeah. And then they have some depth players. Shea Theodore is set. Colin Miller, Brian McNabb, Nate Schmidt is signed. And then they have like Derek England signed for a little bit. John Merrill for two years. So yeah, they have Mark Andre Fleury. After this year, Mark Andre Fleury gets seven million dollars. That's crazy. That's I forgot lot. about that. I forgot about that that signing. Wow. Yeah. I like wanna say that, Yeah. I like wanna see what their what their cap hit is for next year. Where is it? Oh, here we go. So for next year. They have 16 rostered players signed, um, and they have 72 million tied up in cap space. And they only have 6.63 million signed, and they have 16 players signed, and they're you're supposed to have 23. That's not good. So they're not at the floor, huh? Are they not at the floor? No, they're almost at the ta- almost at the cap. This. this- Oh jeez. Yeah, I was just like, that's not. You know yeah. what? Mickey, that's interesting. You do, you do what you have to do. You should look at that in the off season. Let's see. Mark safe. All right. All right. Um, I didn't find this as big of a deal as everyone seemed to on Trade Center. I was watching. Um. I don't know. I feel like the Golden Knights are collecting all these people that, you know, were standouts on their teams, and then they don't really put it together well in Vegas. I mean, they're a good team, mm-hmm. but... That's definitely something to look, think about and, like, look at. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, I I mean, like, so for right now, like, I mean, the Golden Knights aren't obviously as good as they were last year, but they're, like, moving along. Let's see where they are. The Golden Knights are... Where are you? I like first or second in the Pacific. Oh, no, they're like 15th. And like the lead. Oh. Oh. So, Marcus Johansson uh, was traded from the Devils to the Bruins for a 2019 second round pick and a 2024 round pick. Like, okay, um... 
Hello? <laughs> Brad Marchand, like, gave him his second concussion last year. That, like, kept him out for, like, half the season. Yeah. I hope you apologize to him in person. I guess, like, after Shirelli got Manning, people were just like, fuck it. We can give... We can, we can trade away players that were hurt by other players on different teams. Yeah, yeah I mean, Manning weird. immediately was waived. They're not going to wave Johans. <laughs> I wonder if they'll wave Marchand. <laughs> I think this is a great pickup for Boston. I really like Marcus Johansson, and I think maybe it's a little bit because I'm biased because my first year playing fantasy hockey, I had him on my team, and like so, Johansson can play all three positions. Um, and he was like someone when the Penguins needed a a three C, he was someone that I wanted them to pick because. He can play all three positions, left wing, right wing, center, and he's really good on the power play. But I think this is good for Boston. I mean, they needed depth wingers, I think. And I don't know if they're going to have him play center. I don't know. But Johansson is a really good player. Um, I'm surprised it took two picks to get him, but he's a good player, so that's fine. I, I, I don't understand the 2020 pick. Like, why couldn't it be 2018 fourth round pick? They're killing me. They're killing me. Like, okay, so real quick. I remember seeing on Twitter, on the Capitals wanted two picks for Burakovsky, and people were saying they'd do, like, a 2018 second round pick and a 2019 fourth, fourth round pick, and I personally thought that was too much. And, like, the fact yeah. that that's kind of what Marcus Johansson costs when he's way more reliable than Andre Burakovsky and will put up, like, in a, during a healthy season, he'll put up, like, 70 points. So, mm-hmm. you know, and you can play him anywhere. Like, your winger, your left winger gets hurt. There. Put him there. Your center gets hurt. There. Put him there. And he can, like, he's, like, a reliable second line. I think this is such a good pickup for the Bruins because, I mean, everyone knows their first line is, like, amazing. And then just to have, you know, a reliable goal scorer uh, and just all around, you know, advantageous yeah. player. I think he's yeah. like, yeah, like he can do both. He'll pass the puck really well. And he well, like he'll set people up and then he'll also score when you need him. So, yeah, Boston, like, I mean, I'm not rooting for Boston, but I do want Boston to give Tampa and Toronto trouble. All right. Next up, uh, the Jets received Matt Hendricks from the wild in return for a 2027th round pick. He's someone that they really like, not because of. He's kind of like Winnipeg's um, Matt Collin, and that okay. they don't want him for his like on ice play, but kind of to be like a players coach for them. Yeah, they asked um, Wheeler and Shif what they think the team needed, and they were like someone like Matt Hendrick, so they just kind of just went and got him. And obviously, the Wild don't need him. Yeah, and hopefully he doesn't actually play too much because that's not ideal, but. Um, like, if he's just there to be, like, a presence in the room, that's fine. The St. Louis Blues received Michael Delzato from the Ducks in exchange for a 2019 six-round pick. This makes absolutely no sense. Michael Delzato is not a good defenseman. Like, he wasn't good when he was in Philly. He wasn't good when he was in uh, Vancouver. I guess depth defense, but at the same time, like, I'm pretty sure there's someone in the age I call up. Isn't there always... Yeah. I mean, like, I will say this about Michael Delzato. Everybody in the room always really likes him. Philly, like, he was a really good locker room guy. And then, like, Vancouver really liked him. Because he's, like, 
He it's like does it to his guys though. Yeah, he doesn't do anything like on the ice, but like he'll he'll like do like Canucks video and like interview the guys and like make fun of some of the guys. And, like, yeah, they like him like that, but I don't think he's like a good player. Ew. Yeah, so the Jets received Bogdan Kieselvich, um for a seventh round pick from the Panthers. Yeah, to the Panthers from the Panthers. Yeah. And um, we could do the other one with them too. Yeah. All you from the Sabers in exchange for a sixth round pick. So it looks like Winnipeg's just like racking up some depth defense. Yeah. I okay. So Nathan Beaulieu isn't the best, but he's definitely not the worst. Like out of all the Sabers, actually, hold on. Let me look up Nathan Beaulieu. Let me make sure it's the guy that I'm I'm thinking of because I when he played for Montreal, uh-huh. and he he's like a good bottom pair yeah. guy but since everyone is injured he's on the first pair right now uh-huh. and that's not ideal but yeah. we'll see I mean so he has a lot of clout because he was dra- drafted in the first round mm-hmm. but um, so let's see oh Nathan so in 30 games with these Sabres he has Seven goals, four assists, or no, three goals, four assists for seven points, and he's a plus one, which on the Sabres is actually pretty good. <laughs> he was definitely like a, he was a depth, he was like on the bottom pairing, but he didn't get a lot of time because, like, he wasn't consistently on, on there because the Sabres actually have a lot of defensemen, and Phil Housley, like, he's not that great. <laughs> like, to be a, a retired defenseman, like, he doesn't run the defense that good. And I don't know if the defense runs through him, but he's the coach, and he should veto and approve he's stuff. He's taking your blame. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah, he was never in their top six. I mean, he was never in their top four, but, like, when players got hurt, sometimes he moved up, but, yeah. It, I mean, it, I think for depth, when everybody's healthy, he shouldn't be... He should be in the bottom pair. Yeah. I mean, they didn't give up anything. I mean, Winnipeg didn't give up anything for him, so that's fine. But um, Winnipeg has, like, a lot of, like, good depth that are coming up that need, like, seasoning. So this is, like, good. Good pickup for them. I just hope it works out. Yeah. I remember not hating him in Montreal, so. Um... And then in San Jose, um, the Sharks traded Linus Carlson for Jonathan Dollar um, from the Canucks. I'm so hurt. Okay, so all I know about Jonathan, I think it's Dalid. I I think that, yeah, I think so. It's just spelled differently. Um, Okay, so this is all I know about Jonathan Dalid. He is best friends with um, Elias Peterson, and he used to be... I, I forget where, I think he was with Ottawa, but he got traded to Vancouver, and like, he was really excited because he was playing with his best friend, and they used to play with each other in Sweden, and so he was in the AHL. My goal was for him to, like, you know, make it as a winger. He was playing center, but um, but I wanted him to be a winger on PD's line, um, but they traded him, which is, like, that's kind of sad because he's yeah, he was drafted in 2016. 
by Ottawa. Uh, he was drafted in the second round, but he was drafted by Ottawa, and then he got traded to Ottawa to the Canucks, and he got traded from the Canucks to the Sharks. I mean, this was just like a depth tra- like trade, in my opinion. I don't know much about Linus Carlson, but... In Toronto, the Maple Leafs received Nick Peton from the Jets for Par Lindholm. So, Nick Peton, he was like... Like, yeah, he was like always a thirteenth forward, but he's really good. But for some reason, um, Maurice didn't like him and would play Lemieux over him. So the, I think he had like a family tragedy thing, and like the Jets were really like accommodating, so they were kind of just like, "You're not gonna get playing time here, so we're gonna try to trade you to, to a team that you would." So he's free at last, and like hopefully he gets playing time. But I don't like that it's to the Leafs. Yeah, I was surprised that they would trade to the Leafs. Yeah. I mean, I know they're not in the same division, but I'm just like, um, hello, you're the true North. Like, be the true North and don't help out the Leafs. I'm glad that they took Brendan Lemieux away from him. Yeah. So he'll probably, I hope he makes more logical decisions in deployment and who he decides to play on the fourth line. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. I'm just, like, mad that Toronto's getting better. I don't even know if Lindholm is, like, an AHL guy or an NHL guy, but he'll probably, like, the Jets probably won't, like, use him. Like, he'll probably go to the Moose. Yeah. He's AHL, could probably be ready in, like, maybe next year he'd be Mm -hmm. ready. Okay, so we have run out of other people's trades to talk about, and it's time to review what Pittsburgh decided to do on Monday. Um, so, firstly, they received Erica Branson from the Canucks in exchange for Tanner Pearson. It's a fucking nightmare. Like, I can't believe this happened. I can't believe, like, like I knew Tanner Pearson was probably going to get traded because he was scratched and, like, fighting to get time on the fourth line. And just fighting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, but we got this defenseman from the Canucks who's awful. So the Penguins have $7 million wrapped up in Gabranson and Jack Johnson. And according to... Jesse Marshall, Gabranson is worse than Jack Johnson. Like, when this trade went down, everyone was laughing at us. Like, everyone was laughing, well, not at us, at the Penguins. And they were saying that they can't wait to see a pairing of Jack Johnson and Aaron Gabranson. For the Canucks, I'm thrilled. Tanner Pearson, they want to put him with Bo Horvat, which is amazing. Bo Horvat is very good. He's super great. But, like, why didn't we just trade him for a pick? I would have taken a second round 2020 or a third round 2020. Because you don't get grit with picks. Oh, God. Can Jim Rutherford even spell grit? Because what he's getting is shit. (laughs) Like, why couldn't we get... Why couldn't we get Nathan Bullio? Why couldn't we get... 
Matt Hendricks. Why couldn't we get, I don't know, Michael Delzato? I, I would have taken any of them over Gabranson. Like, how many, like, and we already know he's not good at evaluating defensemen um, because we have, um, what's that? I got Matt. It's not, yeah, Matt Hendrick. No, no. Matt Hunwick. Hunwick? Yeah, Hunwick. That was an awful signing. Jack Johnson, an awful signing. Now this one, an awful trade. The more and more I think about it, like, was Justin Schultz a fluke? Yeah. Like him picking him? No. Well, like, okay, Justin Schultz was a young player who was touted to be good. Mm-hmm. And was not like it was like an offensive defenseman mm-hmm. that that the Oilers wanted to get rid of. You know what I'm saying? Like I that's not like none of the like I think the closest person that we can say to that was Jamie Oleksiak. and the common denominator was that they were both young, they're both good skaters, and they're both were top picks that didn't live up to their potential because of the role they were put in in their in their previous team. So, but his obsession with these, like, older players, and, like, this season, his obsession with getting players that already cost at least, are, are over $3 million, I'm not sure why. why. To a cap strap team, like, we need defense that costs a thousand dollars, I mean, a million dollars, or, like, two million dollars. <laughs> like, we don't need people that cost all that. Do we want to touch on the Penguins' other trade? That makes no fucking sense. This, honestly, this is my least favorite Penguins trade. Um, like, okay. Chris Weidman for Gene Sebastian Day? Didn't they send him to the AHL, too? Yeah, they did. He was assigned to... Yeah. Why get him? Why get I, like... But like, and why is he? Is he a fighter? I don't know. Because I'm saying he's a defenseman, and so I'm figuring that he wants someone to fight. I don't know. But I know someone was saying that this um, Pence fans rose. She was saying how the Penguins already have so many people at D, like in Wilkesbury. Yeah. So why are you getting another? Why are you trading a forward where they kind of need help for a defenseman? And, like, we just got JSD back, like. And Jim Rutherford talked about how he didn't want to get rid of JSD. I'm so, like, upset about it. Like, the Penguins really did a number. But at the same time, they didn't do anything. They made their team worse. That's what they did. They made their team worse. And so, okay, like, also, by the end of the season, like, we were going to have cap space because Broussard was leaving so that was 3 million then we had Haglin leave off the books and that was 4 million and then who else was leaving and that was money oh and like Haglin turned into good brands yeah. yeah like excuse me pretty much how dare and like did we trade the draft pick that was um what's that guy from the Islanders drafted 15th overall their first line center Barzell we traded that that draft pick for Carl Haglin. So in reality, if we like like look at it in a macro level, it's 
<laughs> Matt Barzell. Matt Barzell for Erica Branson. Doesn't feel good. Doesn't feel all great. It feels awful. Yeah. I'm just like, I've kind of just been like, okay, whatever. They're just not going to make the playoffs, and I have I to like, be okay with that. I, I, like, it's going to hurt because, like, there's the streak is over of, like, making the playoffs every single year that, like. I, I just don't trust um, Rutherford with uh, um, Malkins and Sid's, like, last couple years. No, I mean. Because I, I not looking great I'll, so I'll show you that article from that the Cades guy uh, wrote because it's fucking terrifying. Like he's gonna waste the rest of their 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 years. I mean, maybe tomorrow I'll feel better, but I don't know. I hope so. if they win tonight, I'll feel a little bit better. Like if they win tonight, like I'll be happy, but for like at what cost? Because I feel like I can't be too hype happy because what if they meet in the playoffs? Mm-hmm. And then, and then, like, Tortorella starts looking at, like, Keith Kincaid's numbers versus the Penguins. Then we're really done. I don't think he thinks that deep. Was there anyone you were surprised was or wasn't out? In the beginning of the day when Columbus got the goalie, got um, Kincaid, fitting that he would go there, but... Um, I thought that Barossi that... might get dealt mm. because I was thinking like, okay, you get you move that cap space, you can pick somebody else up. But I mean, regardless, I, that was one place in the beginning of the beginning of the day. I was kind of like, oh my gosh, is he gonna get traded? But um, so that was one person I was kind of surprised. And like, oh, going he's, for it. oh, he's so good. Did he help win tonight? Let him go. What about you guys? <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised that the Jets actually got Kevin Hayes and they got, like, a big-name person because I feel like usually they try to be sneaky, like, getting Stassi, or they don't do anything. Mm-hmm. Oh, I know who I was surprised was Dell. JSD. Ew. Why oh, was yeah. he Dell? Yeah. Why? That doesn't make... That would never make any sense to me. I don't know if I was, like, logically surprised, but, like, my hopeful surprise was um, that Jimmy Howard wasn't that Oh, okay, yeah, that's right. Like, as a rental, yeah. I figured that he would go back to the Red Wings at the end, but um, I thought someone would pick him up. I don't know. Um, What did the Red Wings do besides Nyquist? I think that's it. Sorry. But who do you think are the winners? I actually think that the Sens came away with a pretty good, like, collection of decks. Yeah. Let's. Let's mm-hmm. look and see what the Senators have real quick, Kelsey. That's a great. This year, 2019, they have the Columbus's first round. We already talked about the the like you know conditions on that. Then they have two second rounds, theirs and the Panthers. They have the Pens third round. They have their fourth, their fifth, and then their seventh. But next um, draft, they have two first rounds, three second rounds, two third rounds. Mm. One fourth, no fifth, but three sixths and one seventh. That's good. And then the only additional, the only additional pick in twenty twenty one is a they have two second round picks. So okay. yeah, they cleaned up pretty well. I would agree. Yeah. I don't trust their management group though. Yeah, and also like I don't trust their 
Who's left? Yeah. I don't well they have Brady Kachuk who recently faced his brother. Thomas Shabbat. They have Thomas Shabbat. So they have their they have a number one defenseman. They have a um they have Anthony Duclair. They have Anthony Duclair. They just lost to the Capitals seven two. I saw that. I was like, yikes. oh yikes! Uh, so you know what? They may not be winners this year, but at the draft, we'll see. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I would say my winner. I will, okay, so I would say in my heart, my winner is Nashville because they got a piece of my heart. Mm-hmm. But I would say, like, if I had to really sit there and say, like, who's a winner, I'd say Columbus. They made a lot of really good picks. I mean, moves, they've shored up their, they got extra security in net. They got, I mean, you could say Keith Kincaid's bad, but he plays good with the Penguins plan, and you know, all you need is That's a better crazy. defense in front of him, and we we never we don't know how it'll play. Um, then they got they shored up their center depth. Um, and then who else did they get? They got some. They got another like Ryan Zingle. He could be a, a depth forward. Yeah, I don't like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I would say either Nashville or Columbus. I feel like Nashville, they they really plugged in holes of, like, different needs that they had. And they didn't do, like, too much. And I feel like Columbus, while they did get, like, a really, like, a good group of players, they might have done, they went too hard for it. And I think Winnipeg did good. Yeah. I would have liked to see Winnipeg do... Oh, well, they did do stuff with their defense, but nobody... I mean, but there wasn't any, like, big-name defensemen out there. There wasn't. You're right about that. Um, So, I think, collectively, can we all say that the Penguins were the biggest losers? This yeah. Okay. I would have rather they not done yeah. anything. Honestly. I would have rather, if they needed to trade Pearson, trade him and just get a pick for it. So that's everything that we have for today. Thank you so much for joining us for our trade deadline wrap-up. Um, hopefully we'll be back later this week or early next week with a full-length episode. Um, until then, you can find us on Twitter at where's underscore my underscore stick. Um, definitely let us know if you have any questions, anything you want us to talk about. Um, and we will talk to you next time. Bye! Bye! Bye.